Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Voice Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Z. On the Voice Hacks Podcast, I'll be talking to some of rock and metal's best singers, coaches, and experts about what goes into the mysterious and amazing sounds we make with our voices. If you like this podcast, please help spread the word by sharing it with your friends. Post our episodes on your Facebook and Instagram and tag me and my guests. I'm at Metal Mary Z on Instagram. Don't forget to leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and of course, Follow me on YouTube at Voice Hacks by Mary Z. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back to the Voice Hacks podcast. It's my total pleasure this week to be sitting down with vocalist Stu Block coming out of Canada. How you doing today, Stu? It's, it's warm today, actually, coming out of Canada. It's actually a warm day. It's only minus uh, 10. <laughs> It's only minus 10 today. We got through, we got through the minus 30s, minus 40s, minus 50s a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're going for walks and snowball fights. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, thanks for having me. This C- is, Canadian this is awesome. standards yeah. of warmth. Well, th- thank you so much for being on because um, you're such a tremendous and diverse vocalist. You have so many things you can do. I thank felt you. like I, I saw you do all of them at once at hyperspace with into eternity <laughs> i was really blown away by all of the different vocal things that you were doing in one set i mean in that band it seems like you're really free to explore whatever area of vocals you want but you went for it. i mean you did everything from like high operatic singing mm-hmm. to your amazing harsh vocals different types of harsh vocals uh were you always this kind of experimental with your vo- as a vocalist or did it take time for you to get to that point what led to you doing so many things uh, a lot of different, like growing up, a lot of like household influences as well, right? So <clears throat> when I growing up, I grew up with everything from Reba McIntyre to just, uh, you know, Beethoven, you know, and, and uh, Phil Collins. And, and so there was a lot of melody. Like I, I grew up with like tons and tons of melody. And then becoming a, I guess, uh, angsty teenager, you know, you know, you start finding that heavier music. So um, found heavy music, mixed and I, because I always loved melody, I just could never leave singing. You know, I always loved singing, yeah. but I always loved Corpse Grinder. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just like, you know, I love, I love Deicide and I loved like, and then I got into like the In Flames and, and I was like, whoa, there's melody in there too. Like in that, that, like, like that Swedish melodic death metal as it were. But, you know, so there was so many different escape routes for me. Um, but I always, I've always, my playlist and my CD collection has always been like, I'm all, I was always the weirdo. Like I was just like, <laughs> like, it's like, oh man, like, you know, you have your metal heads over and it's like, oh man, you got all the, all the bangers. And then there's like, then there's like uh, 
uh, Phil Collins comes out or like, uh, uh, I love Frank Sinatra and I loved all the crooners, you know, I love the rap yeah. pack and stuff like that. So um, big, big crooner fan and, and big blues fan. So then like Badlands and then uh, Kansas and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff were in the collection as well. So there was just um, <clears throat> lots of, lots of different things happening with me. So I was just like, I was just an emotionally confused child anyway. So I was just like, why not just throw the music in there too? You know? So, um, it that's was, where we uh, all end up though. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it some is. kind of art. It's, <laughs> you know, it was, it's weird when, when in heavy metal, like when I started first started doing heavy metal in Vancouver, um, it, there was, it was like your metal or it's like either death metal or power metal or whatever. Like people weren't mixing a lot of different genres in metal ah, yet. Yeah. And uh, so when we were, when we were doing it, like, I was just like, well, I'll be like, I wanted to be in a metal band, but I also wanted melody. So anyway, first band was that my band or Omega Crom and we were doing cleans and death vocals and stuff like that. But like, it was like fantasy kind of stuff. And so started doing that. And a lot of people got it. A lot of people didn't. And, uh, but I, I always kind of kept true to that, to that feel and that uh, where it wasn't like, <clears throat> it wasn't just an elitist attitude, but I felt like, oh, great. I mean, I, I entered into a, a genre where there, it was quite very elitist and it was just like, yes. so I was just like, I was like, okay, so now I'm just making my life a lot harder. You know, I was just <laughs> like, I've, you know, why am I doing this right, right now? And, and so, but I, but then you started seeing, I did start seeing the changes and people starting accepting it more. And, and I think deep down when you did see that grindcore, only grindcore or die guy in the back, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. only pay, only pig vocals, bro. That's no clean, it. No clean singing. No cleans, only like <laughs> inhales, only squeaks, man. Like, you know, that's all we're, that's all we're into. And, but you and, can do them at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I definitely, and I love, I, I was doing some grindcore stuff too, but like, even those guys, trust me, you get a few beers into them and you're like with them jamming and you put on a little bit of Kansas and you put on that stuff. They're like, Ooh. like there's, they're, 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 they're into it. Right. And so I think that there was just like this whole, like my, 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 my crew is this. So I got to be this kind of back in the day, but now it's yeah. like, my, now it's so awesome. It's so different. Like you got amazing bands like Ginger, like like just doing everything they they can to like just push the limits and stuff like that and you've got yes. like mastodon you got like all these different bands that have just really really pushed some limits and and even growing up with devin townsend like when i was a vancouver boy like you know the strapping young lad it was like whoa he's the best really, yeah pushing limits and everything Devi does is like mind-blowing and it's just innovative right and so I think that's, I think it opened it up. It, it, it kind of got rid of that elephant in the room where, where you got to be part of this certain clan. And I think that that's what makes heavy metal and rock music really, and, and even hip hop now, like even all music, literally all music now is becoming far more interesting because there's more and more people having their own individual platforms too. Like there's, they're finding ways of, of selling direct and who is that guy tom mcdonald or whatever that guy yeah. he's like got mm -hmm. like a number one pop song he's all independent like mm -hmm. no labels and all that kind of stuff you know he's pretty controversial kind of guy but like he's got his brand or whatever but there's it's gonna what i'm trying to say is it's really gonna try and push the push that forward for more people finding yeah. that independent platform and being able to do it and and it's your fans at the end of the day like you built your social media you built the the sound you did what you did you can find them and they're going to be there for you 
you don't need somebody else take you do need, you do need help you do you like you need help to push yourself along the way nowadays but now you if you can sell direct to 10,000 fans and you have a loyal fan base of 10,000 fans and they're all buying a t-shirt man yeah like that is you you can quit your job almost like you know what i mean start doing that for a living and, oh yeah you don't have to be sell, having millions of fans all maybe every fifth one buying a t-shirt or something like that or whatever if you have your loyal really really loyal brand and fan base and i think that's what social media and and you know twitch and patreon and you know instagram and all like the the connection is there and people connect to people and like there's there's some people that connect to people i'm like that person that guy just like there's this guy actually he's amazing he's a really cool dude and he's not a musician but he, what all he does and he started off by doing singing videos but he lives here in Saskatchewan and, and he's mm -hmm. got this massive following, but he's the guy that has uh, his own vodka and he puts stuff in vodka and lets it sit for a, a mm, month, mm -hmm. that guy. And let's yeah. see what happens. He's really like wacky guy or whatever, but it just goes to show that <clears throat> there's a platform for everybody. As long as you can hone your fan base and be able wow. to, to, well, you got to keep it going, right? You have to keep that con. And that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like keeping yeah. that content. So content is mm -hmm. something that you're, you're really selling and perpetuating to sell your t-shirts and to sell your services or, yes. or whatever. Right. So yeah. what I'm, what I'm finding now that music is, and people have to kind of really kind of accept it unless you're a certain level or whatever, but most of us that are the mid mid level to low or just hitting that upper level we have to be able to uh keep pushing out content and keeping it fresh in yeah. order to sell our services or our t-shirts or yes our, our you know go to my web store and, you know like for me for instance i've got i've got my my little t-shirt on today you know what i mean like i've got my my heavy metal that's my heavy so metal badass that's your uh stew block that's yeah, your branding my, i love it's that kind of like a little little branding thing and i've got a, another guy with uh holding a microphone and stuff like that so and oh, i, I do a, a lot of my pro like i i do a, a nice percentage towards uh local uh, animal rescue and all that kind of stuff too so so oh, I've, how I, cool. yeah so but it's also like um I know people that like me, they love animals. And I know people that like me, they like all different kinds of genres of music and different singing and stuff like that. And so as, as long as I'm giving that to them and I'm, which I'm quickly understanding because now that I did, I just recently am stepping up my game and putting up a little bit more content. You just, yes. that's what the algorithm wants and people like it or not, especially coming from where I'm coming from is an old school mentality is where we thought we could just put out an album every two years and yeah. do a couple of tours. Yep. And we're relevant, right? Well, it doesn't happen that way anymore. It's no. not, that's not how it works. So you got to put the music out to perpetuate and people will still support you, but <clears throat> the TV is gone. So the new subscription is these, is us and, and Disney plus and Netflix and all that kind of stuff. And if, if you're part of a service or you're selling something that is part of a platform that isn't quite all like in, Instagram and, and Facebook, where you have to give kind of. Con free content to sell your other products mm -hmm. that's what has to happen baby like that's what you got to do how it works. And people got to people have to accept it and I, I and it was tough for me to accept for a while coming from the old like the new new school like the younger kids it's just part of their it's just how it is that's right? just all they've they known that's all yeah. they've known but but you know talking from my perspective it's a a, a huge transition it's a huge transition and and oh, it's yeah. a cool one it's a fun one and i think it keeps us on our toes and i think it's it's a fun experience 
as as I start learning more about Pro Tools and as I start learning more about live streaming and more about all the technical aspects of it, it's like you really appreciate when I look at setups like yours, you know, and I, and I appreciate when I look at setups like, you know, yeah. uh, Grant, Grant uh, Truesdell, you know, and I, and I appreciate oh, yeah. mm-hmm. all these guys and girls that are, you look at their setups and it's like, damn. And like, there's my closet in the background. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell but, you this setup here is brand new. I've <laughs> no, gone no. through several renditions. I bet. I bet. Well, I bet. <laughs> and, and like, and, and like, we remember we were talking about before, like I'm just starting this journey. So like this room's going to get revamped and I'm, really, really am starting this new journey. And, and, but I appreciate the people that I've surrounded myself and appreciate you having me on. And I appreciate you talking with me and I, I would love to pick your brain and maybe ask you some questions. And you're on this journey now and the music industry has changed on both of our journeys. Cause actually I think we were possibly like signed to century media around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think so. And so, which was also its own really awkward time. Cause that was like the in-between era where we yeah. went from the analog to the digital, like Spotify wasn't even re- just barely. So the type of record contracts from then are different than they would be now. Oh, and, absolutely. And yeah. content creation wasn't the thing then no. that it is now. And um, cause I'm sure when about- there's, yeah, when they're signing people now, they're like, this is how much con like this isn't they're probably in the contracts yes. there's x amount of contract content that you have to be putting out and stuff i liked though i saw you do a couple things recently and this is something that i think that is a real positive because you also said some really positive things about the kind of music world we're living in now and i agree with you i do i do feel like it's overwhelmingly more positive than negative even though it's mm-hmm. hard for some of us all these old songs and singing covers and things it's a whole different world now everyone loves that now yeah and, and you you a couple things I saw you do. You did like a, a, a foreigner, and you did mm-hmm. a um, the eye of the tiger, a survivor, the glass tiger, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. it was so good. So yeah. I was, uh, so I'm like, wow, you know. He, he, and the thing is, is like all all these young kids, all they're doing is that was good content. You're such a great <clears> singer, you know. You can just bust out things, but that's new to someone who's 20 years old. They don't know those songs. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. man, and and that's really neat. Yeah, like I mean, I'm a big I'm a big fan of 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 all that stuff, you know. Oh. And I just I was just chilling, and I was just like, man, I would just want to start. I just busted out a couple of things, and I thought it was just fun. But I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more of that stuff, and I'm going to be yeah. doing more like studio based um kind of takes and all that kind of stuff so just ramping that stuff up but you know um yeah no it's it's really cool and yeah of course like there's going to be people that are like check like maybe not check out those those bands because of me but maybe start getting into that kind of stuff or maybe it'll just take them down a rabbit hole whatever um but there's a lot of younger people that are into a lot of older bands it's super cool because they're so like accessible all this stuff is so accessible like spotify is is insane like when you like if you have a few if it starts to get to know you you know it's like (laughs) suggesting a lot of crazy stuff so um so and that and going back uh you know being part of this understanding or have a basic understanding of the algorithm and, and kind of how it works and, and understanding that if this is how it works, this is how you have to play the game, you know? And so those types of things. And the other thing to say, just for the benefit of you and I, who are still very young pups and, you know, we are. Yes, we are. Damn it. Sexy young (laughs) pups that are going to be around a long time. Um, For us, it's really cool because when I look at the content now, it's not just kids. It's not just kids. It's everybody. Yes. It, there's there's room. Like I always thought, like my mentality was, oh, well, TikTok's just for kids, right? No. 
And I, you know, and I recently, not recently, but the last year, I was like, well, no, it really isn't. So it grew at the beginning. It was something that the kids were into. But um, I think all these platforms grow into something that everybody at any age can take, you know, grasp onto and use and, and yes. enjoy and, and either enjoy, so, uh, you know, just personally or make a living doing something on it. You know what I mean? And, and that kind of stuff. So it's not yeah. just limited to age. So that's what gives me even more, you know, uh, drive and, and uh, hope for, for content creation for people such as us in the, for the future, you know, kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I actually feel like overall in a trend um, as a result of so many things changing. So um, people's attitudes towards covers have changed because young kids on YouTube make entire channels just about covers. And also their generation is very devoid, I hate to say it, of robust rock music. So they're mm -hmm. looking back at the 20th century constantly and all they're doing, I mean, I'm telling you, I've got like 20-year-old students and they're doing 40, 30, 40-year-old 40 music all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is the a first. Your mom and dad's music used to not be the cool music. But it, once you hit like 1980 six you know th things don't sound old-timey anymore you got um, it yeah there's a certain threshold there. yes yeah, yeah there's absolutely. a production threshold yeah. right uh, right and, and that's where it, yeah totally the the production industrial revolution as it were the musical you know oh, the like studio that. industrial revolution as it were it was there was a huge change with with how things were heard and yeah it's, things are still relevant to this day when you listen to a song it's they, like wow. they are and like, it holds the true People will be like, I need to learn this Alice in Chains song. Like these kids that I have that didn't grow up with it. They seen it on YouTube. They see Lane Staley doing his runs and things. And 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 they don't have anyone like that in their generation. You know, right. so they're like, um, so it's really crazy. But every time I do covers or something, I get young kids who don't even know their covers. <laughs> and then they're like blown away by it. They think it's like this amazing music. So I think it's a right. great time when you, for people that do know things from the past because actually that is the thing now and and like you said it's democratized in a way that there is something for everybody out there and if people don't like your content they just can unfollow you oh and there's there's always another creator right so that's uh there's something for everybody and um you know i i always hate to like it's it's weird to it's a weird correlation but like um there because there's a platform for for everybody sometimes there's people that that make it famous that most likely you know don't really have much talent you know what i mean they may not have really any talent at all but they what their their talent was was finding that brand and finding that niche of of crowd that will be captivated by them and they do it right and so uh, it, it even pisses me off when people say oh that person had, oh how do they have so many followers they don't well i'll tell you what happened was that they found what was working you know yeah. and 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 how can you shit on that parade like you 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 can't and and it's like uh that's why i think there it's a beautiful thing that there's this massive landscape and every color you could imagine is playing the game and it's like yeah. and it's and 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 everyone's doing different things and it's super cool like if you're into music you're into cats you're into cooking you're into whatever like social media it, there's something for everybody but when it comes to music, it's a really neat landscape because music has opened up for, there's so many musicians that you, like people that live in like doing, that you would have never seen ever doing stuff in Tibet and stuff like that. And they're just like, 
you've never ever seen this stuff before. And it's like, they've got these channels that are massive and you like, they're in a village or something like that playing. Oh yeah. And, and it's, they're just yeah. they're beautiful throat singers, you know, like, and, and, and you can, like, I follow these other throat singers, like, it's just amazing hearing like what the indigenous throat singers can do. And, and it's just, there's, like I said, even in our landscape, which is music, which is one spectrum of the color amongst social media. Um, it's a really cool thing to see how many different people and, and uh, talents can be showcased. It's, and, and, and then you, you see that and it inspires people, man. It inspires people to, oh, I'm going to put that in my music or I'm going to put that there and put that here. I'm going to, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, you got so, you got really, and as long as they're piecing it together and transitions are good, that's a big deal. Like you can just plop a whole bunch of stuff together and whatever <laughs> right but transitioning is a, is a big thing but as long as you're a musician like if you really know songwriting and you have your brand and your sound um the sky is the limit and it's and there's and I always thought that I just have to do heavy metal you know I've just got to be the metal guy you know and and all that kind of stuff and I've realized yeah. that I've done a lot of sessions for for non a lot of non-metal sessions I've been doing some pop sessions I've been doing wow. I correct collaborated with a, a, a rapper uh recently Sweet. too so, yeah so uh there's a lot of different things that people are into and that are they're influenced by and and so I just want to, and I, and I want, I do want people to know that I'm, I, you know, a lot of people, it's just that high singer guy, you know what I mean? And, and that, and that. Oh and no, like, you are you know, so much more than that. That's why I'm so happy to yeah. hear you talking about like, well, the internet is open because um, mm -hmm. yeah, if anyone who's listening, that's seen you live, especially with, you know, into eternity where you were really, I felt like, oh, well, this is what this guy should be do doing all the time. It's just like opens up, you were f able to flex on everything you could do. And, and it was sometimes it, a little spastic. I would say like, sometimes I got to reel myself in a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. Can. But, and but, I think yeah. a lot of people, you know, just like, why does everybody fall over themselves with Devin Townsend as well? It's like, again, it's very impressive. The array of things, you know, yeah, and um, yeah. why should you as a creator that that means you'll make more, <laughs> more content instead of less. Right. So you should, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're going to yeah. do more singing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I really am. I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm looking forward to the new journey and I think it'll be cool. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, you as a vocalist. Um, so, you know, it looked for a little while, like you were maybe going to do some live shows with Annihilator. Is that mm -hmm. still come a thing? Uh, and if it is, are you doing a little bit different approach to prepare for, uh, you know, a band like you didn't write for? Right. Yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. Well, I guess be, you know, I've prepared for some bands that I haven't written for and, and uh, it'll be kind of this, it is the same process. So I'm just kind of diving into the, the past singers and, and all that kind of stuff. But Jeff is super cool. Like he's like, well, I hired you for you, Stu. So I want you to do it. You, you know what I mean? Be you, you know, don't try to mimic anybody or anything like that. And so that's one of the things, but some of, some of the songs, my voice just naturally lays in that thrashy kind of, you know, Randy Rampage kind of feel, you know. Nice. Yeah. So, so it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely been cool digging into the old uh, first three albums I'm digging into right now. Uh, so I'm learning basically learning all three albums. Um, as far as touring, it's just um, there was some opportunities, but I think uh, Jeff made some statements. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. It's expensive. Um, things where um, the offers just aren't, uh, you know, they they aren't. Uh, 
enough right now to to warrant you know being able to go out yeah. and and do a machine like annihilator as well you know what i mean so um that machine run is a little bit more expensive to run you know yeah. so um so to to fire it up it's going to take take a little bit of extra fuel and fuel's expensive and uh so um but it's it's a tough thing for and it's not just annihilator it's tons of bands that have had to stop tours everyone's talking about this so it's nuts so um i'm it's i'm not talking yeah exactly i'm not talking about anything new but yeah so that's one of the main you know just the state of the industry um hoping to get it back to a place where there's more money um to to go around for for mid-level you know because all the money's really going to the big guys right now right there that's what they're paying for so yeah. I felt like there was this massive rush too after the pandemic of every show and festival that was supposed to happen to be like made up as soon as possible. And I think I've read somewhere that there was going to be like, uh, like 75% fewer festivals, at least in North America yeah. this yeah. year than last year. Yeah. Like so. they're, yeah. Like everything's just triple, double, triple the price. So why you can't fire these things up. So, yeah. So it's, it's really the waiting game for a lot of bands right now. So like what, what they're doing is content creation and new music. Uh, they're creating new, new albums and singles and putting out, you know, exclusive merch, you know, stuff like that. So it's, uh, and then, you know, every, with, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world right now that it's unsettling for a lot of people and a lot of bands are affected by it too because they live in certain regions of the world where they're very affected by it. So so that's got to be very difficult, you know. There's a lot of very famous Eastern European bands, you know, and so there's, yes. you know, it's, and and so a lot of buckling down right now and, and stuff like that. So it's just my heart absolutely goes out for anybody that's affected by crap going on right now. And but uh, yeah, so it's, I think, yeah, hopefully this year things start leveling out and hopefully by maybe 2024, things are kind of starting to get back to where they should be. But it's a, it's a long process. Like it's a big wound to heal. Like it's, there's a lot of things. There's just a multitude of, we could sit and talk about it, but it's like multitude of different things happening that just cause the, cause, cause fans to not be able to see their favorite bands right now. And it sucks, man. It sucks. It's yeah. unprecedented. I don't yeah. ever remember a time in the music industry in my lifetime where we had like this much stuff affecting, but the, the weird upside is, is that we have the internet now. So it's, which is still keeps us together. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, uh, it's not like, yeah. Um, yeah. The concerts are amazing, but the internet and this, is definitely yeah. something that is a huge therapy and it helps a lot of people, especially me. I'm a fan too. Right. So when I get to see interviews and all that kind of stuff and I know it makes me feel good, you know, Oh, well, I didn't get to see them this year, but you know, they're coming, they're coming. They give, gives you hope. So it's really cool, but I'm, it's all going to, it's going to come back. It'll come back. It'll all be good. But yeah, but I can't wait. Annihilator. Yeah. We have been talking. So let's get back to that. Circling mm -hmm. back. Circling um, back uh let's get back to that so basically yeah so um working on the first three albums uh there's a lot of different things that are planned uh it's just when to initiate them really it's uh yeah so yeah that's all i can say yeah. and they're like uk based too so you know it's mm -hmm. gonna be or at least now right yeah yeah so he's in the mm -hmm. uk now he's got a beautiful studio out there and uh uh i believe yeah he just he just did a visit back to canada uh, a few months back and he was like mm -hmm. he's he like oh maybe he was missing it a little bit and stuff like that <laughs> but um but he's sure. he's got a great setup out there and he's keeping busy and uh oh yeah oh wild jeff he's doing his thing 
That's great, though. But, you know, I I really am happy to hear um, that in the interim you're exploring this stuff because, again, as such a diverse vocalist as yourself, you have a lot to offer as just even a performer online. And it is crazy, but I there's another Canadian YouTuber – this kid that I interview, Nick Nocturnal. I guess mm-hmm. he's not that much of a kid anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's grown up a little bit. He was really already right. started, though. Um, and um, I was like, so don't you want to tour or anything? And he was just like, no. Um, he's perfectly content to do his entire career, like from mm-hmm. his room at his house. And he has a big career doing that. That's And that's that's kind of one of the goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm going to have a big career. But hey, if I can make it a... Uh, a cool thing that I get satisfaction from and it brings joy to other people and and uh, I can pay a few bills doing it I'm happy you know I'm good you know honestly that's so much more viable it used to be that a person who wanted to explore a variety of niches or even concentrate on something like the metal niche which is not the most profitable niche as we know no. <laughs> um as we all well know uh it used to be impossible though for you know so i do feel like that this has made it completely possible like you said you can create mm-hmm. a brand you can i mean even things like affiliate marketing uh are, is mm-hmm. so easy for us to do as entertainers now absolutely yeah no that's a definitely definitely a cool thing and and like like before we didn't have those things before you no, know it wasn't a, it wasn't and available. it's so it's all possible now you know it's and mm-hmm. and like you say it's all possible in your in your you know, little studio. <laughs> it's really cool. It's mm-hmm. really, really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to the future for that. And, and, but I'm really looking forward to doing some live shows with Annihilator. I've been working hard on the tunes. So I, and uh, yeah, so I, I think when it does happen, it'll, it'll be super fun. Like it's going to be just a bunch of crazy Canadian goofballs running around, just having fun <laughs> with thrash. <laughs> like so- It's just, when you're preparing for this stuff, you talked about diving into the first three albums. Is there a method to that madness? Are you standing up, mm. kind of giving a live practice? Yeah. How, how's yeah. your approach? So yeah, and and uh, we have uh, so we have a like a, a garage that we don't use as a garage. My my wife is a fitness instructor, so she have we have oh. a big uh, like a gym there, and she's yeah. also an amazing musician too. Um, cool. Yeah, so she we do a duo together and stuff like that. So I she's like more of a musician than I'll ever be. She's amazing. Uh, but anyway, I um, practice. We have a little uh, PA that we set up, and uh, so I I set up a couple little speakers and my microphone, and I just give her. And my my neighbors love it. Like they're like I I like because we've been here long enough that we do. Oh. So every summer we like because they know that we're the musicians on the corner. You know, like when we when we first <laughs> moved you. into the you know yeah we first moved into the neighborhood. I'm like I'm like I I mowing the mowing the lawn in my like tattoos and stuff. I'm like, but it turned out that we ended up knowing a lot of the people in the neighborhood. So oh. and they were all like rock fans, and they're all like you know either she's my wife is a, is a school teacher, so like there was a couple of ex school teachers, and they all love metal and rock and roll and they're all just cool people so we're just wow. super blessed we're yeah. super blessed to be in an area where they're really really awesome so uh so I warn them I send the texts out I'm like I'm practicing tonight <laughs> uh and uh so I go in there and um I practice for yeah I practice for a good couple hours but yeah my approach is definitely standing up going full voice um you know I listen to the stuff you know obviously just you know, audibly, I just listen to it like for a, like the song that I'm working on for a couple of days and then just in my car, blah, blah, blah. And then after about, you know, 10, 12 listens or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll go into the, I'll start doing it full voice. And yeah. And it's been coming quick. It's been coming quick. Jeff's music is like, there's some crazy, like there's a lot of guitar stuff going on and like, it's different, like Annihilator stuff, especially the older stuff. Like there's a lot of like, 
the, the changes and the way it's written, it, there's definitely some slight proggy feels going in there. It's really, it's really cool. It's very interesting, but there's a, there, you, you, I map out the pattern and then I just, and, I, and listen to the tune and then you get it. And then just, uh, yeah, go full voice and so sweating and everything. When you're talking about doing this um, in the garage, you got a little PA. Are you putting yeah, music? Yeah. So I set up. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I probably mumbled that. Um, that's okay. I, yeah, that's okay. So I, uh, basically, uh, so I set up a little PA mm -hmm. and I uh, pumped the music through and, uh, yeah, sing. And I, and I can, I have a little monitor and I don't need, I don't need a ton of, ton of volume or anything like that, okay. but I, it's, it's not like crazy big PA or anything like that. Just, uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I just go full voice and I just get to own it and get to be confident with it and uh, get to, so I just, you know, ditch the lyrics and then, uh, yeah. And that's after, yeah, it usually takes me a couple, three, 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 four days to just kind of own a song and yeah. That is awesome. And do you have uh, any sort of uh, warm-ups or exercises you do when you go into a practice session like that? Not well, not, not really. Um, I'd like to hum, like I'll do some humming. Um, maybe I'll have a shower, steamy shower before and do some humming. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, that, that was one of my main things, even on tours, like even I, I, the, the steamy shower and some humming. And then, you know, when I get out, I'll just, uh, you know, do some, you know, check the ranges, you know, the highs, the mids and the lows don't go too hard. Cause I don't want to overdo it. Uh, mm -hmm. and then honestly, then my first, then just go for it. You know, um, I, I usually can feel my voice throughout the day to know if there's something we, we, you know, our, we know our voice, you know, and it's, yeah, and you can, kind of you, can, you can feel if something's going on. And so I generally do some, you just do some checks. And if all of those things check out, then gen and 99% of the time, it's, it's a great show. You know, it's, it's all good. Yeah. That's awesome. So then when you're rehearsing at home, you're, you're, you're just using a regular like PA monitor. Um, I'm assuming on tour, you probably use in-ears. Do you like that yes. or not? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So now it depends on the situation. So, uh, smaller rooms that have side fills and a bunch of wedges up front, I won't use ears. There's no point, you know, it's okay. going to be pretty decent and I can hear myself. Uh, but when it comes to those bigger stages and like the festival situations, then it, then it, then I start wanting to use ears and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, I would use, I'd use ears and it was great because, you know, we did travel with our own board. Uh, there was a lot of time to travel with cool. their own board. And so have a pre-mix done already, just tune in a little bit during sound check and then you're, you're generally pretty good to go. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I, I did really like the in-ears. It was a blessing, but one thing I did do was a lot of the time, like I'm actually wearing them now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but I have, uh, so I twisted one out a little bit. So I'd always twist one out just a little bit because I would have um, my monitors in front of me. So I would want like some guitars, a little bit of bass ah. and some vocals in the front wedges. Okay. But I would want a, a mix in my ears. And then as kind of like, just to get some ambient, because we did have ambient mics at one point that were shooting out into the crowd, but it was, it was the same but not it, like some certain situations I twisted I just twisted it out just a little bit and get a little bit of more ambient sound coming yeah. in and then uh, foot up I vibration is a big thing for me too so like uh, back in the day I learned vibration and and feeling your voice because there was a lot of into eternity especially when we first started touring um 
it was like you didn't have a sound guy uh you it was load and go you're playing really really like low-end clubs and stuff like that and uh we were opening for a lot of power metal bands that wouldn't really give you a sound check and stuff like that or mm -hmm. you know um and so we just like okay just do you do your business and we're doing like complex progressive death metal you know they... and and so we had to learn vibration feel how, how I'm feeling when I'm hitting notes and stuff like that if I can't hear myself sometimes I play shows with there's like no monitor at all and in, like just just go just go for it and so yes. and you know it's weird to say but some of those were some of the funnest gigs I ever played because you know it's like it's uh it freaks you out but it really keeps you on your toes but those are some elements uh from playing those gigs those are some elements that I learned how to deal with kind of almost any situation where if I can't hear myself foot up on the monitor uh getting some getting some vibration knowing how um certain notes feel in my throat uh oh. and knowing how they feel when they're not happening that's something that I experimented with and oh, stuff sure. like that yeah feel of knowing you know even though I can't hear myself but I know you know and then the and then the in the head in your head too you know like the 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 vibration and then just knowing when it's you're just at one it's just a feeling and it and it is that thing but it, once you know that feeling and once you know you're hitting your diaphragm and you're hitting everything on every level um who needs a monitor uh, no, I <laughs> no, say this I, no, all the time in lessons. I'm like, look, this is you play metal. You're, there's going to be so many times when you you have in ears. Uh, uh, one of my bands we have the same thing. We have the X32. We got our perfect little mixes. We got the whole yeah. thing. But as soon as the crowd fills the room, I can't hear nothing. There's yeah. a crowd in there. It's sound check, right? Yeah. So you're doing exactly what I try to get teach people to do. It's like if you can memorize the physical resonance of what yes. you're doing. It'll yourself. probably sound good. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and generally it does. Like I listen it, back, yeah. and it's like, oh, phew. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's not yeah. magic. Hurrah. Like, it, yeah. like certain pitches only resonate in a certain spot, and especially yeah. with harsh vocals that you don't even need the pitch. If yeah. you feel the growl in the right spot, it sounds good. You feel the tightness, out. how tight and loose. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's there's things, and it does take years of being able to trial and error as well certainly yeah. uh certain like certain situations really help you do that but if you can there are certain ways you can train yourself at home and i'm sure you already train your students to do that uh on how to feel hit a note wrong like do it so you can't really hear yourself and hit a note wrong you know what i mean and see how it feels you know um block out all sound and hit wrong notes and record yourself on the outer you know what i mean and and mm all that kind of stuff. So that that's what I was doing for a little bit and just learning because it was just like, this ain't happening. Like I brought the in-ears within to attorney. That was, I scrapped those within four days because it was like, there's, they're not even dialing these things in. Like they're this not, what's the point? So um, learning. Yes. Yes, sister, for sure. Learn, learning your, learning your voice and learning how to, how to feel that. Is a, is a big thing well you you really I, I can tell when just seeing you perform how much you have control over that because you're you're changing at least within to eternity which has a lot of room for that mm -hmm. i mean you're changing these all these a wide variety of styles and i mean in order to do that you're going to have a lot of that uh, feel locked in for each mm -hmm. one of them because they're very different you know yeah. so yeah it, into eternity taught me a lot about that a lot about uh that transitioning and and the feel aspect for sure. Yeah. 
what about writing your vocals? I mean, how did you start to realize like, oh my gosh, I have this huge vocal range, multi octave. I mean, it can get really like, like we said, like it can get spastic if, mm -hmm. if we're not uh, careful, yeah. but when you're writing, are you thinking of the different kinds? Do the words come first? How are you, how are you putting mm. all that together? Uh, good question. Um, I'm writing some stuff right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, just before we, came on and it's funny I'm in that men I'm in that mentality so this is a great question um I uh I, I I do really like so if I'm writing for myself if it's a piece of music for myself I always have something in mind well what kind what kind like am I writing a heavy metal song well there's a lot of no bounds there but I I, I do let it regardless of the genre or what I'm doing if I'm not working for a client that has given me specific instructions or whatever, but if mm -hmm. it's for me, um, I, I let the music speak to me, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 the, I let the music kind of dictate because sometimes I'll hear because there's a lot of voices. I do get a lot of that. Like, Oh, there's confusion. Like, Oh, should this be a death metal part? But no, you can't, I can hear clean vocals in this heavy part, you know? So um, there's a lot of, letting the music speak to me and so I do let a piece of music like instrumentally like if something is mapped out you know if I'm working with someone who's composing a piece for me for like my my EP recently like I've I've I had a vision like I want this to like one of them was I I want it to be a progressive you know a heavier progressive death metal song um and I just kind of gave him some examples and then he gave me this it was going back and forth for a couple of months, but now he's given me this beautiful piece of music, but the going back and forth helps because you start hearing things as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's certain parts. like, I'm not just presented with here's the totally finished piece of instrumental music. If I'm creating it, it doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm working with someone and creating it. So voices pop out to me a few times. So demoing does help. Uh, but I do generally like not to confuse the question at all, but I do generally rule of thumb. I try to let the music talk to me first and tell me what it wants, you know, kind of thing. So, because I know there's more power, like, honestly, my brain, there's, there's power of function there. There's power of lyricism there. There's power of melody. There's power of grasping the parts, but the power of the music that has been created is something that I feel is, is initially deeper. I, I always feel like it's initially deeper and I, and I, and I always try to understand it and let it talk to me. Yeah. And so, so if I let it speak to me in a certain way, I can have a conversation with it. <laughs> I know this is really weird, but then it becomes a symbiotic um, conversation with this almost entity that you're creating with. Um, and it's a personal relationship. So that's kind of how I look at each piece of music and the types of voices that come out is, is, is through that conversation. So, um, and, and so I generally like, don't overthink, like if it's just a heavy part, it can't, I, I can't rule out any other possibilities. So I have to, I have to take post, like there's, I have, there's one song I've been working on. There's probably like seven different versions of it you know what I mean like right now there's like it's a it's a sim there's a similarity between them right but there's like you'll see things pop out right so there's where I've changed it and like you're demoing things and you change things over time um so uh and I I'm keeping this stuff because I think it's all worth keeping because I think that nowadays especially if we want to start talking about how we release music people want to hear those other versions they want to hear like 
just because you put out one song, you can do a different, you know, oh, I did a, I didn't, I didn't do cleans here. This is where I did a death vocal section instead of cleans. And then they can hear that version as well, that kind of thing. So how I'm approaching some of my music right now, and I guess it's like an in the moment thing is that I'm approaching it where the music is speaking to me. I kind of uh, come up with the, the, the style of vocal that I want, make sure the transitioning is good, make sure it's not confusing mm. um, and uh, make sure it's not too many vocals like I've done like time immemorial by into eternity like I would be stretching it like there's probably like five different vocals in that in that one song where even now I think about it, it's like I'm lucky that the transitions were good or else it wouldn't have made sense so right. you learn less it's like ooh, I lucked out on that one but going forward like let's not know that that luck is going to be there all the time so taking a conscious decision in in um being at one with the piece that you're creating now speaking from a a, a a point of working with a someone that hires me there's a lot of people that give me total freedom and there's a lot of people that say they they want they have specific things for specific verses sure. they want me to say certain words certain ways and stuff like that so being part of an artist is that that give and take as well so like being able to compromise and so I've been able to do that and compromise with myself in my own art as well where it's okay I'm overthinking this you know like let's just and then having a group of people that can look like that you trust that 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 listen to your stuff and and know you and and can make real comments not just you know not yeah, just blow smoke some uh, actual depth of feedback yeah, you know absolutely so I think those elements are really good um I'm appreciative of all that depth of feedback and and but yeah definitely I don't every song is approached by just me trying to just understand them what the music is trying to tell me and how it feels and how it makes me feel too if I feel good if it makes me feel good like I'm gonna it's gonna that's gonna be if it's if it gives me a feel-good feeling then I think it's I think generally I've got an okay decent intuition and I'm hoping that it'll make someone else feel good you know so yeah. I think that's great. And I think uh, people listening to this that are trying to figure out, you know, just their own journey of how to write songs and how to write music as a vocalist, listening to your approach. I mean, um, that's one way to think of it. And it's a really cool way. And I think that, um, you know, somebody might uh, that might actually makes a lot of sense to the, yeah. depending on the musician. You know, I think when you're yeah. talking to me, I'm like, it, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. no. Yeah. Like I uh, <clears throat> I, I think that there's like. I don't know. Like if you're uh, if you're strictly writing, like if you're Michael Bublé, you know, you're strictly writing crooner stuff all the time. That's just kind of how you're hardwired. Right. But if you're doing stuff that's multi genre, it's like you really have to put your head in different head spaces and be able to explore those different head spaces and be able to put yourself in different hats. Yes, I can absolutely put myself in the hat of you tell me what to do. I will do it. You know, mm -hmm. that's fine. I, 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 if someone is paying me good money to do that, that's their art and that's their vision. So I don't compromise that, but if they're like, this is how much freedom you have, you know, so it really depends on the situation. But when I create my own art, I do take, I've been taking my sweet ass time doing it. I know. Good. And like, but, but it's something that I want is going to outlive me. And so I just want it to, yeah. Right. Like I, I don't want it. It's to, a permanent recording, you know, like. you know, so it's like, I want it, I just want it to be good. And so I've got a lot of, a lot of stuff and a lot of songs that I want to get out there, but it's, it's going to take a while. I do want to release my first EP at least by the end of this year, but um, 
We'll see how it goes. That's what I was going to start speaking of circling back around. You said for my EP and I was like, so we have a solo mm -hmm. EP in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to do like single and then EP. So drop a single and then EP. Um, Good and then for you. Drop, drop some nice, simple couple of pieces of simple merch with each release and, um, you know, nice and easy. Uh, I, I was going to do the crowdfunding thing, but I really want to, I'm getting quite good. Like I'm really enjoying doing the home recording thing. And, uh, I have a lot of great friends and, um, you know, I've been talking to a, a really awesome producer, uh, right now that I've worked with in the past and, uh, we're, we're super excited to work on it together. And, and so, yeah, I don't, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. We're just taking our time and, I'm just, I, I wanna, can't wait for that. Uh, I, I, do I am different. stoked. I want to hear the Stu Block EP. <laughs> it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's not going to be kind of like, yeah, you're going to hear what you would expect in certain areas, but there's going to be stuff that you, I think you wouldn't expect totally. So I love when singers do solo releases. I, I mean, I loved James LeBree's solo. I love, oh, yeah. uh, so uh, Warl Dane's solo. I loved, mm -hmm. um, John Arch. Yes. What a great solo thing, even though that one's really obscure. Todd Latores, he's just put out one too. So good. Every time they do a solo, it's not that I didn't like them with their bands. I, That's why I wanted to listen to their solo album. But when vocalists write their solo album, for some reason, I feel like it's always better because it's it's more tailored to you, quite frankly. And I feel like, you know, and not that that compromising with our bandmates is a bad thing. No, but it's man. just it can never be a hundred percent like customized mm -hmm. your voice. You're always gonna work with these other writers, kind of. And yeah. if it's just your solo thing, I feel like every time a vocalist does that, you get a chance to really sparkle and shine where yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's your thing. So if it fails, it's on you. <laughs> you know, if it's like yeah, no one likes it, then right. Well, that's on me. Next. Exactly. <laughs> but, There's no but, stress. Um, no yeah. one else. No one else to blame but yourself. But um, yeah. no, nah, I, I think it'll be. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun record. I think it'll be like a fun EP too. Like it's not gonna. It's gonna. I love the emotional roller coaster aspect of music. So that's kind of my feel. Is just let's put let's do a let's try and do like a nice little emotional roller coaster EP, and um, I think it'll be fun anyway. So where can people follow you this year to kind of watch out for some of this stuff, some of your new content, yeah. some of your solo material, where yeah. should they be following you online? Yeah. So, well, I've got uh, my Facebook page, my Stu Block um, Facebook page. So you, you can find my fan page, just looking up Stu Block. Um, so there's, it's there. And then I've got my Instagram. So it's uh, um, Stu Block official. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can follow me on Instagram. I'm going to be doing separate content, I think, for Facebook and Instagram. And then I just did TikTok. Yay. So I just came on to TikTok. Yeah. So it's follow Stu Block. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and do something every second or third day there. Um, going to try and do different material, you know, throw different things on each platform so if you give me a follow on each one you're going to kind of get something different on each one i'm going to start doing some more live streams and stuff like that um would you are I'm, you ever interested like the live streams are, are you talking about twitch or something yeah or? so i mm -hmm. want to start getting into perhaps doing that uh the doing a, a twitch account um not quite yet but definitely um just getting out there more talking to my fans uh you know so so using my instagram live using my uh facebook live uh just to interact a lot more um and then maybe doing some um 
uh, I was thinking of actually doing some vocal coaching as well, because I've got a lot of people asking for that too. So I was going to uh, say, do you yeah. teach vocal lessons? I don't, yeah. I'm not a teacher. So I'm, I'm, but so I've always, I'm very upfront. Like I'm probably not as, I'm absolutely not as rank as you. Um, you're so awesome. Like you're really just a super me. pro, <laughs> super pro. So I don't think I'd ever be like at your level, but if there's someone out there that wants to just talk vocals that, that I can listen to them sing. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I, I have a lot of life experience um, through touring and stuff like that. So uh, more coaching, I'm not really a teacher, uh, but I, I can, we can sing together. Uh, we can do some stuff and uh, I'm always into that. And I think that there's been a lot of clients when I'm up front with them saying that they're like, absolutely I would love that so so it's like yeah so I'm like your style I mean I'm not giving lesson plans or anything like that if you want to come back we can follow up on what we did before I'll pre-record the lesson or or the 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 coaching session or whatever you want to call it but just uh, a vocal hang as it were you know what I mean with with someone that has kind of done his thing and has been out there and kind of has been behind the mic a little bit and maybe can offer a little bit of advice for somebody uh one-on-one you know so i'm i'm totally down with that um i know i have students who would be very interested in that um because you know again i never discourage people from taking vocal coaching in any format from anyone else really because um the way that you look at it right there might have a lot to offer somebody and totally different information that someone who has a more you know technical approach would offer someone you know yeah and and i'm not like yeah equally valid you know Uh, absolutely and and so that's where i was hesitant from doing that because there's people that are so professional such as yourself and other folk have a lot of like there's Ken Tamplin, you know, there's all mm-hmm, these guys mm-hmm. and girls out there that are just so well-schooled and so professional that for me to go on the scene, be like, I'm offering vocal lessons. Ugh. Like, you know, I'm not like, it's just seems pretentious to me when I'm not a vocal teacher and, and people will offer these lessons. And it's like, I've heard a lot of horror stories <laughs> too, yeah, of course, you know, and yeah. like really bad bad stories and so I'm I'm always very upfront if you want to just have a vocal chat and we can sing together and we can talk about your goals and what you're doing and and all that kind of stuff and if I can provide anything that can give any insight and help absolutely and I'm not like I wouldn't I'm not charging like an arm and a leg this is like you know what I mean like we're talking like chill you know no this is like yeah three hundred dollars you know uh, oh my god five minutes or something like that you know it's like very reasonable like literally super super reasonable just to chat and hang and whatever man and and maybe you know if someone and I'm one of my main things is really just uh, vocal hire. Like, so I do a lot of vocal session work, tons of vocal session work. So that's really where I'm at is doing, doing that, you know? So, oh, that's uh, so great. Higher vocals. And uh, I've been help. I've been writing a couple songs for someone right now. And uh, it's, it's been quite steady. So if there's anybody out there that wants to hire me to, to do stuff on your, on your album, I'm in, you know? So, yes, but yeah, you can do because I want to hear him yeah. sing more. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, I, you know. I, I appreciate you know, and I, uh, thanks a lot for having me on. This is so sweet. Um, thank you so much yeah. for being on the show. I really appreciate you, yeah. um, guys. Give Stu a follow, Stu Block, spelled just the regular way it sounds S T U B L O C K. Right? Nothing mm-hmm. complicated. So, no, uh, thank you, Stu, so much for being on. That wraps up this episode of the Voice Hacks podcast. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show.